Good morning, Skillman family. I first must begin today by congratulating all of us because today is our two-month anniversary for meeting online. So congratulations to us all. I know we say it every week, but can you believe it has been eight weeks, two full months since we have been able to meet together face-to-face? I mean, if you think about it, it's been two months since we have been greeted by Cecilia Morgan and her fantastic greeting team. It's been two months since we've been able to enjoy coffee and donuts from Ken Teague in Dallas, May. It's been two months since we've seen Daniel Dormany wear his famous bow tie, or, or two months since I felt the warm embrace of a hug from Joanne Bannister or Marietta Janik. It's been two months since I've seen the Shirleys sit side by side and the Domstead smiling faces here on the fourth row on the right-hand side. This also today marks the second week anniversary of our look into the Book of Lamentations in a short series that's entitled From Heartbreak to Hope. And last week we discussed how Lamentations, it teaches us that a healthy spirituality does not deny, suppress, ignore, nor minimize our natural emotional responses to lived experiences. Because things happen in life. There are ups, there are downs, all of which make life interesting, engaging, and diverse. And it's true that in life, sometimes we get that new job, but sometimes we lose it. There are times in life when we rejoice in the new life of a newborn baby. At the same time, there are other times when we lose someone we love dearly to the cold clutches of death. There are those moments in life when we have our first kiss, and then there are those times when he breaks your heart. A healthy spirituality is always honest, true, and transparent with these feelings. In times of loss and disappointment and darkness, it's normal to be frustrated. It's normal to feel sad. It's normal to have a whole slew of questions that ask why, what if, how come? I mean, sometimes these questions are even directed towards God. Why, God, did you let this happen? Where were you, God, when I needed you? Do you not see me, God? Do you not care about my pain? This is why I believe a book like Lamentations, I believe this is why it's in the Bible. See, Lamentations, it's a small book. It's in the Old Testament. It consists of only five poems. It was written about 500 years before the birth of Christ by a poet who just had witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonian army. Jerusalem was once a rich and mighty city, but when Lamentations is written, it's in ruins. The author of Lamentations is one of the few who were not killed or taken into exile and sits amidst the ashes and smoke and rubble of a once proud city. You can feel the feelings of loss and pain and grief and anger. They're all put into words in the form of a poem. Lamentations is raw. The emotions expressed are real. It exposes what the writer is really thinking. It's honest about deep heartache, about pain. And even with all of this, this book is in the Bible. If these emotions were meant to be ignored or dismissed or swept under the rug, then a book like Lamentations, it would have been removed from the canon a long, long time ago. But it's in here. And Lamentations says to us, to all of us, feel what you feel. It's normal. But don't just let these feelings sit stale in the soul. 
but create a healthy space to share how you feel. Be honest with your emotions, voice them, name them, and ultimately work through them. So like I, like I said last week in the book of Lamentations, there are three main characters. There's a narrator, there's a woman, and there's a man. And the book starts with the narrator and uses the metaphor of a woman to describe the city. And it says this in the first chapter, how like a widow is she who once was great among the nations, she who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. The first time this woman speaks is in verse 9 of chapter 1. You see, the narrator is describing the destruction and the demise of Jerusalem. And the woman finally speaks up and briefly, the woman says these words. The woman says, look, Lord, on my affliction, for the enemy has triumphed. And then she stops. And the narrator continues to speak until verse 11 and 12, when the woman speaks again a little bit more than last time. But she says, look, Lord, and consider, for I am despised. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look around and see, is any suffering like my suffering that was inflicted on me, that the Lord brought on me in the day of his fierce anger? If you look at Lamentations chapter one and two, the woman, little by little, begins to speak. Each time she speaks, she has more to say, but a constant theme in her message is clear. She is calling upon God, the narrator, to look, to witness, to see the state of pain that she is in. She wants to be noticed. Finally, in verse 13 of, of chapter two, the narrator responds to the woman and says this, what can I say for you? With what can I compare you, daughter Jerusalem? To what can I liken you that I may comfort you, virgin daughter Zion? Your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? Up until this point, the woman is saying, look, look, see, see. And it takes two chapters and 13 verses, but the narrator finally responds. And I love what the narrator says. There's so much depth to the meaning behind what the narrator says to the woman. The narrator doesn't try and solve the problem. The narrator doesn't dismiss the pain of the woman. The narrator doesn't say, don't worry about it. Get over it. It's not that bad. Or, or that God has a reason for this. Take heart because God is making you stronger through this trial. The narrator doesn't say it's all going to work out. If you look at the text, the first thing the narrator says to the woman is, I see you. I feel you. Oh, man, this is so powerful. It must be tough. But your wound is as deep as the sea. Have you ever felt this? Have you ever tried to share a frustration with someone? And when you did, you felt like they promptly began to try and solve your problem? Or they tried to make you feel better when really all you needed was someone to say, wow, that must be tough. I see you. Your wound must be as deep as the sea. I mean, all, all the husbands and boyfriends and man friends out there, I mean, do I have a witness? We know how this works. I mean, some of us have tried to learn. We've had to learn the hard way. 
A solution is not always needed. Sometimes she just needs someone to listen, to hold her hand, and to acknowledge that the pain, frustration, and heartache is real. It's valid. It's been witnessed. There's this Irish theologian and philosopher that I love to follow. His name is Dr. Peter Rollins, and he said this about witnessing to someone's pain. Contrary to what people often think, the key to easing people's suffering is not in offering some insidious theodicy, but in allowing a place for people to mourn and to meet others who know what it is to have been burned by that black sun. Oh man, I absolutely love this quote because I believe it hits at the very heart of what Lamentations is speaking about. The key to easing people's suffering is not to offer some insidious theodicy. I mean, what this means is giving people cheap God talk or God explanations that explain away the pain and suffering in their life. I mean, sometimes when we are walking beside people in pain, sometimes we find ourselves offering up explanations through God talk involving God that, that may not be helpful. Like, for example, if we were at a funeral for a child who passed away, to, to say to the parents that, that God is making something good out of this or that this is all part of God's plan, this, this isn't very helpful. There's a story that I love about C.S. Lewis that really, I, I believe it hits this on the, on the head. According to the story, when people would tell C.S. Lewis that he should be happy because his deceased wife was now in the hands of God, Lewis used to respond to them by saying that, that he thought that his wife was in God's hands while she was alive, too. Peter Rollins, the, the Irish philosopher, C.S. Lewis in the Book of Lamentations, they show us that the way to ease people's suffering is not to give empty and meaningless God advice, but rather the most powerful thing could be to allow space for them to mourn and to provide a sense of solidarity in community with other people who have also been burned by the black sun. I mean, this is, this is why a conversation like this is so powerful at this time. A conversation about lamenting and mourning. You know, we're not all going through the same pain and, and the feelings of loss and suffering, but we are all going through this pandemic together. And I think that gives all of us a sense of solidarity. We can see what the others could be going through. And healing begins when our pain is acknowledged and seen and recognized, where someone can say to us, oh, yes, I see your wounds, and they are as deep as the sea. So two things to close out today's message. The first is that we, here at Skillman at the church, uh, during this season of lamentation, while we're studying this book, we desire to provide a safe place for, for us all to share our feelings. I mean, the pain that needs to be acknowledged, it, it might not be as a result of this pandemic. It, it may be from a past hurt or a disappointment. So, but we want to create space for these feelings to be released. 
We will have another Facebook Live this Wednesday at 5.30. I don't know if you were able to join us last week. It was a, a cool deal where we're going to open it up to comments and questions and, and hear from all of you online. Also, for this week, we've created a Google form to where you can hop on this form online and anonymously post your feelings to express your, your heartache. So on Monday's email, we'll send out a link to the form. All you have to do is click the link and it will take you to a page where you can answer some questions that, that it may serve as a small release valve for the feelings that are there in, in your soul. So check your email this week and, and be looking for that avenue to continue this conversation. But in, 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 uh, real quick, if you're not on the church email, we'd love for you to be on there. Just call the church office and we'll add you to our email list immediately. Secondly, to, to close out today, I, I want to sh share a few words about God's response. In the book of Lamentations, we see that we can voice our raw emotions. And these emotions are not dismissed, but rather they are seen and acknowledged by God. God sees it and says, wow, your wounds must be as deep as the sea. This tells us God is big enough to handle our emotions. I mean, we can be raw and open and honest with God. God is a safe place for us to vent and re release the pressure valve. In the midst of our pain and brokenness, we can question God. And ultimately, lamentation shows us that it will be okay. In the pages of lamentations, God is literally put on trial. Tough questions are directed towards God, but God doesn't get offended. God doesn't put an end to the, to the poetry. God doesn't pout and go sit in the corner. God doesn't say, I'm tired of this. You're all on your own now. We can see in the story of scripture that God doesn't abandon the people of Israel after these poems and lamentations. In fact, on the contrary, God is seen through the, these pages and beyond. God is still here. God is still at work, continues to work in the world and in the lives of people. God, the divine, the creator, is a safe place to be open and real and honest and true with how we are feeling. Whether it is through prayer, or through writing, or, or through a time of silence and meditation, God can serve as a sounding board, as a place to vent these emotions that have been lodged deep in our soul. And lamentation teaches us that God is big enough to handle it. The God of scripture sees us in our pain. We are not alone, and intimacy and communion with God can serve as a safe place to be who we are. All of us are welcome in the presence of God. We have a little surprise for you to end, because Ryan and Rebecca Cole, they've recorded a song that will lead us into the Shepherd's Blessing by David Alexander today, and this song is called A Safe Space. So feel free to sing along with the words or you can just listen and let the lyrics pierce your soul. But may we feel God's presence during this unique time of uncertainty. And may we feel free to be who we are and work through the feelings of pain and sadness and insecurities that we may be holding deep within. 
And during this time, may we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Intimacy with God is a safe place. Let's sing together. I'm 